We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's December 6th, it's 2019, and we have 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Doing, doing good. This is the second show I've had with you in like, I don't know, last eight hours. So I'm very happy. And we gave out good advice on the last one, and I won some money, so... I'm doubly happy. Yeah, you know, got to host the flagship show, Dean's on Vacation. So, you know, you and I broke down the awesome four-game Thursday slates, <laughs> if you want to call it that. So, yeah, ready to jump into this one. We got 10 games to talk about, like I said. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor, FantasyDraft.com, the only rake-free DFS site in the industry like i like i've been telling you guys if you're a low stakes low stakes player if you want to you know save money and you know save rake you know make sure you're checking out at fantasy draft because the membership pays for itself so fast that you won't even realize you have a membership so take advantage of it and you know i again like (laughs) i don't know how they're I don't know how the business model is working, but I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, I know you take advantage of it as well. So if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. And um, again, they're one of the reasons why this podcast is free each and every day. So if you enjoy the podcast, check them out. Uh, let's get started here. We got the Pacers and Pistons. No total in this one. Um, Jakar Sampson is doubtful. Oh, man, big news there. And then Reggie Jackson is out. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Pacers side of things? Over on the Pacers side of the thing, I think it's just the main two guys. It almost always is bonus in there. His price is all right at 7,800. It's not a terrible matchup. Like, it's more for safety than anything. Like, you're probably going to get 40 points out of him. 40 to 39 to 45 is pretty much his range and probably what is going to happen here. So, I don't think he's a bad play. And then Brogdon, I like his price tag at 7,300. It's a bit lower than it was just a week ago. I know it's not a fantastic matchup in terms of pace, but it's not a terrible matchup overall. And I think that he has 
potential for 45 points here. So sitting there at 7,300, I like the upside for him. And I say that most days, but he's 800 cheaper than he was four days ago, three days ago. So Brogdon's probably one of the main guys I'm going to end up going with here on the the Pacers. Yeah, I think Brogdon is the guy that we've been playing a lot just the entire season. I never hate playing Sabonis. You know, they have a pretty tight rotation, so I don't hate the Pacers in general. I just don't think this is a – you know, a game that we're going to love, like, you know, when we're looking at it, Detroit's a team that is in the bottom 10 in pace. Like, they're 26, Indiana's 24th. Like, this is going to probably end up being one of those slower pace games. So, it's tough to really love anything here. You know, we did see, you know, Brogdon have a, a, a pretty lackadaisical game against this team the first time. But the other two games he's played against this team, he's had good games. So, I think Brogdon very much in play. Um, on the Detroit side of things, you know, anytime we start talking Detroit, we, we, we talk Andre Drummond. He's averaging 55 fantasy points against this team this season. He's 9,400. He's expensive. But even with Blake back, he's been absolute crushing recently, just, you know, racking up the blocks, which, you know, is something you have to look at if you're playing over there on FanDuel as well. Yeah, yeah, I really like Drummond here. Um, like, it's between him and Cat for me on the slate. I love both of them. I think I have a slight lean. Towards Cat, but it's nothing substantial here. Drone's probably the second-best center option on the entire slate here. Going up against Indy, you already said exactly what he's done versus the team this season, so I really like him. And then Blake Griffin's price tag is 6700 It's just a little bit too cheap considering his potential upside. I know they had those two bad games where they were complete blowouts, so he didn't really get a whole lot of run. But, I mean, he can still get low to mid 30 these minutes um, and at 6,700, he can absolutely crush that tag. He put up 17 shot attempts in the last game, and I know that he only ended up with 34 points, but he shot four for 17 from the field. If he gets hot from uh, the field in any given game, then he can absolutely crush this price tag here. I know we haven't seen it so far this season, but I think you just, as long as you have this price tag, you keep throwing him in. Yeah, I don't hate the Blake Griffin call, you know, until he gets over 7K, like you said. He's in play. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I go. I wouldn't play him and Drummond together. I think they kind of limit each other's ceilings. But, um, you know, outside of that, you know, if Derrick Rose was playing more minutes, maybe a little interest. But he's just not playing enough right now. So, for me, I'm probably going to end up staying away there. Um, let's move on. we got Brooklyn at Charlotte, 217.5 total. Brooklyn is favored by 3.5 in this game. Kyrie Irving is still out. LeVert is still out. Um, what do you like here for Brooklyn going up against um, Charlotte, one of the worst defensive teams in the league? I really, really liked it. I mean, his price tag is all the way up there, and I played him a whole bunch against Atlanta. It's a similar spot here where it's just going to be a slower-paced game, but it's going to be a bad defensive matchup. So it's not as fast-paced as Atlanta, but still, like I think you potentially see him with a 45-50 point outing here. His price tag is a little bit high, and it's probably a little bit of a sticker shock, but Dinwiddie is definitely a guy that I like here. After him, Allen, like, his price tag is so far up. I don't think anyone will play him, so he makes an interesting tournament option. Uh, if he does end up getting 30-plus minutes, which this is the type of matchup I could see him doing it, like going up against Charlotte's just terrible defense. He can end up with a 55, 60-point outing here in 34 minutes. We've seen him put up massive numbers recently. What is it? Uh, Double-digit rebounds and seven straight. At a 20-rebound game in there, we could potentially see it again going up against Charlotte, who just doesn't play great defense. And I wonder if they're going to end up throwing Zeller in there if Allen gets started. I could potentially see it happening. I don't know. Like, it's tough because, like, I feel like they are just over Zeller just in general. I think they want to play Biombo. 
I think they have zero faith in Zeller whatsoever right now. So I don't know about that, but I, I love the Allen call. I love Dinwiddie. I like the game stack here. Like it, it, this game, you know, is a game that I don't know, you know, it's the night before. It's really tough to kind of think what we're going to get ownership wise, but I, I feel like this no is one's going to play. No one's going to play with the price increases, even though we're on Charlotte's side. It's the same thing. No one's going to play this game. Like we only have like two games with big, big totals on this slate. So I feel like this is a game that, you know, there's so many different ways you can attack this game. So I really like Dinwiddie. I really like Allen. Um, and then on the other side, like, I'm just going to keep playing Graham. I talked about him last last game against Golden State, put up 63 fantasy points. This guy is getting a massive amount of usage right now, and nobody's playing him. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you said it perfectly. He's going up against Brooklyn on a really high pace matchup here and he's just been getting the numbers that are paying off his price tag over and over and over again and people just still don't seem to go there had a little bit of a ceiling game in the last one versus golden state and that gave him the 600 dollars price increase but even at his price tag he can still his floor is pretty much paying it off and his ceiling against a team like brooklyn who have been good against one but are still a team that it's such a fast pace and graham's been so good that i think he can absolutely pay it off Outside of him, like maybe Rogier is not the worst idea in the world in this type of up-taste matchup. But it's a 7-1 price tag and after his good game uh, against Golden State, which it's just because it was against Golden State. I don't know if I'll end up going there. Bridges, Washington, probably not going there. I don't mind taking a shot on Biombo here at 4,400. Uh, obviously got into big foul trouble in the last game. Golden State only ended up playing 18 minutes. But I think he, him or Zeller end up with a pretty decent game here in Brooklyn. Allen's not really the greatest defender in the world, so I don't mind either of them. I mean, Bismack is probably the guy that is going to get more run, but I could potentially see Zeller in for a few extra minutes in this one. Yeah, um, you know, it's a 10-game slate, so I don't hate taking chances on anybody in this spot. So um, I don't really have anything else. Like, I, I like the three-man stack of Graham, Dinwiddie, and Allen. Um, but Rogier, like you said, 7,100, he's okay. You know, Prince on the other side, he's okay. Uh, but I love the fact that the prices came up a little bit on these guys. So, you know, they're definitely going to have a lot lower ownership here. And, you know, if Allen doesn't crush and Allen, you know, struggles a little bit, DeAndre Jordan, but I wish Jordan was just a little bit cheaper. If he was like 4,500 in this spot, I think I'd pull the trigger on large field tournaments. But uh, moving on, we got Orlando at Cleveland, two, 12 and a half total here. Orlando favored by two and a half. Aminu and Vooch are still out. Michael Carter-Williams is questionable. Um, and then Cleveland's good to go. Um, what do you like here for the Orlando Magic? Isaac, end of, end of analysis. Uh, it's like Isaac's the only one that really is giving me too much upside here. I know Cleveland's not a great defensive team. I know that Fournier has had some upside. I know that Gordon's had some upside. And Fournier's been great recently. His price tag is probably still good enough where you can play him. And Gordon's been good recently where he can still crush value. But I just don't really like this matchup. I don't like this spot here. I mean, maybe you can talk me onto a guy like Fournier or Gordon. But for me right now, I think it's Isaac. I'm not going with Fultz or Ross either. I know that they've been paying off their price tag. But this just seems like it's going to be an ugly game. And I don't really have a whole lot of interest in this. Yeah, you know, I think that you're you nailed it on Aaron Gordon. Like he he came out and he shot 86 percent from the field last game, and like he had his good game and thousand dollar increase. Like if he was still under 6K, I I would love him in this spot, but he's not. You know, we play in a salary cap game, so 
Um, the guy that I think I have the most interest here for the Orlando Magic is Fultz at 5,600. Um, you know, it was a second half of the back-to-back. They kind of limited him a little bit in the fourth quarter against Phoenix. Um, he's been a guy that's been really good recently. Double-digit shot attempts now in nine straight games. Um, really just taking advantage of, you know, starting at point guard for the Magic. So, I really like Fultz at 5,600. I think he's a guy that can go 6X and – if Michael Carter-Williams does not end up playing, DJ Augustine should play, you know, enough minutes where he could pay off his price tag too. But I'm with you. I don't love this game. I don't – you know, we've we've been talking about the Magic a lot recently because of all the injuries, and this seems like a spot we take a step back and um, look at elsewhere. And then, you know, Terrence Ross, I don't know if he's still minimum salary on Yahoo. If he is, I would definitely play him on minimum salary on Yahoo. So – um, is there anything that's standing out to you here for Cleveland? No, I don't really want to play love. I mean, he could show a ceiling game at any given time, but I'm not going to chase it. Thompson, uh, probably not rolling with him either. This is a slow paced match, but I don't think it's a good spot for either of them. The one guy I would probably look at is Sexton. He's just been good recently, putting up 30 plus point outings in three straight. He's at 5,400, really hasn't gotten a price bump after what he's done recently. So, even in a slow-paced matchup, I think you could potentially pay off his value, but I'm not overly excited about playing him. Um, yeah, like, Thompson's cheap enough that I think you could take a shot, but, you know, I just – I don't love it. Um, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Kevin Love has the upside to break a slate. He looked terrible the other night against Detroit. Um, so, like, somebody that played him quite a bit in that game, um, obviously I know, so – yeah, not, nothing really standing out to me here as far as Cleveland goes. Uh, you know, like you said, Sexton's playing the minutes. He has over 30 fantasy points in three straight. Like, I don't hate that at 5,400. Um, Minnesota at OKC taking on the Thunder. 220 total here. Thunder favored by two in this game. Um, Andrew Wiggins is questionable. Layman is still out. And then OKC is good to go. Uh, obviously, when we're looking at this slate, we really haven't had a ton of injury news, you know, as far as question marks go. So, you know, one of the biggest question marks that we go into this slate with is if Andrew Wiggins is going to play or if he's not going to play. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Minnesota? Yeah, if he doesn't end up playing, I think you lock and load Towns here. I mean, it's not the worst, ma- best match in the world, but it's not terrible. Towns is still a guy that's going to potentially put up 60-some-odd points in any given match, especially without Wiggins out. But eating off all that usage, if Wiggins is out too, then might look at Okaji uh, in the playing 27 minutes in the last start. I know he's not a guy that is going to crush on any given slate, but he is 3,700 here. I think that he could potentially – he might even get the start even if Wiggins does play, um, in which case you need to find some – if value doesn't open up somewhere else, I don't mind it at all. Outside of those guys and maybe Wiggins, if he ends up playing, his price tag is – not terrible at 7,500. It's not a great spot, but he's still a guy that's going to get you 40 points on a consistent basis. So, so it's, it's Towns to me and Okaji if Wiggins is out. If Wiggins is in, I'll play all three of them. But Towns and Drone become a little bit more of a toss-up on who to play. Yeah, you know, when we take, you know, Lehman off the floor and we take, um, you know, Wiggins off the floor, we do see, you know, an increase for Covington, uh, about 5% usage increase. So, if if Wiggins ends up sitting, I think Covington is very much in play here. But I agree with you. I, I really like the spot for Cat. Um, but if he's going to be, like, super chalky, I, I could see playing, like, Covington or Teague just to be different. And uh, I think with if Wiggins sits anyway. So, um, on the Thunder side of things, like, 
you know, I'm just waiting for SGA to pay me back. I keep playing him. I feel like he's just been so close to having these big games and it just hasn't happened. Uh, what do you like here for the Thunder? Not a whole lot. I think I'm going to take anyone. It's probably going to be Adams. Um, and oh gosh, I always hate the U1 emails. Like even when I actually do win money, I don't like the emails. It's just so annoying. Uh, but in any case, Steven Adams, he's been up close to 39 every single game. The last three games here, yes, it was two games against the Pelicans and one against Indiana, but still, like, like matchup versus Minnesota, it's an up-paced matchup here. He's been over 34 in five of the last six. His price tag isn't quite reflecting what he's actually done. I know they got a little bit of a price increase recently, but 6300 still might be a little bit cheap here. He'd probably be the main guy to look at. Yes, you can go with SGA. It's fine. I don't know if it's a great spot, and I, I, that may just be because of the fact that he's destroyed me so often recently. A uh, guy that I would look at would be uh, Schroeder. Um, I know they hasn't been getting much run recently, but if he ends up getting mid-30s, low-30s minutes, going off the bench here, going up against Minnesota, it's a great spot where he could absolutely crush value. So I don't mind him, and it's probably just Adams and Schroeder for me. Um, yeah, I, I still want a little exposure to SGA. Um I wish Schroeder was playing more minutes, but I get it in this matchup. And, yeah, Adams has been absolutely crushing recently, and he's still only 6,300. So I could see him getting, like, 6X, a little bit more than that at this price. So, I, I honestly, I don't hate that either. So, um, moving on, we got Washington at Miami. No total in this one. It will be a back-to-back for Washington. Miami side, Gordon Drogic is out. And the other big question mark on the slate, is Winslow going to play or not? Um so we know Thomas Bryant's not going to play. He got announced that he's going to be out for Thursday or three weeks. Um, and then we'll have to wait and see on Isaiah Thomas. Maybe it was because it was the second half or the first half of a back-to-back. Um, but they're saying that there's a good chance that he could end up missing this game. And if he does, you know, obviously we have some value. So let's talk Washington first. Uh, what do you like here for Washington? I mean, if those guys are out, I mean, even – do we know, like, Wagner obviously played today. Are we sure that he's got to be able to play tomorrow? Like, on the second end of a back-to-back? Like, who knows? I guess that's potentially a guy that could end up missing. But we're just going to go under the assumption that he does play here. So, Beal, second end of a back-to-back, 8,600 is probably still enough of – or a small enough price tag where I think he has some upside, even on the second end of a back-to-back. And tough matchup, probably getting Butler defense. Uh, I still am fine with him. I'm not chasing Bertans or Ryu. Um, what they did yesterday, Bertans just got hot in the first, beginning of the first half and then cooled off. I like Wagner if he does end up playing here, which I assume he will. He got a $500 price decrease, and yes, the second end of the back-to-back, but he still has a whole bunch of upside here at this price tag. Really like him. Um, if Thomas is out, obviously we probably should look at uh, Ish Smith. He's in there at 3600 He's going to be a guy that's going to offer you a whole bunch of value at first price tag is probably just going to end up being the chalk outside of him as uh, it is out again then troy brown maybe sitting there at uh 3800 but yeah we're gonna have to wait on the news and if it2 is out then it opens up a bunch of value and just a bunch of chalk that i think you probably have to play yeah and you got to remember uh mick ray is going to be out for a couple weeks too um he had surgery so he's out too so if Isaiah Thomas sits, I think Ish Smith is the best value play on the slate. Um, in, even in this tough matchup, I just, you know, the guy's going to play a ton of minutes. But 
honestly, I don't hate Bertans here. Um, I, I think he still plays a lot of minutes here because of McCray being out. Um, I don't think Isaiah Thomas really affects Bertans. I don't think really any of these guys affect Bertans. I think he's going to play 30 to 35, if not more, minutes in this game with McCray out. And, um, you know, he's getting a ton of usage and a ton of shots up. So, zero, intru- zero e- issues with um, Bertans here. Um, outside of that, like you said, Ryu – Played 43 minutes. It's going to be the second half of a back-to-back. Um, I worry about that a little bit, but um, Wagner is a guy that – it was a sprained ankle. He practiced fully Wednesday, played Thursday with, you know, 26 minutes. I think he'll be okay, but if he's out, man, it opens up a ton as well. So, Washington's going to be a team that we're going to be paying a lot of attention to, um, you know, heading into this game against Miami. And then as far as the Miami side goes, like – Winslow is really going to dictate this slate because if Winslow sits, like, none and Hero both become really, really strong plays going up against Washington playing 30-plus minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, going up against Washington, 30-plus minutes, both these guys can absolutely crush their price tags. None's in there at 4,800. He becomes essentially a lock and load. Same with Hero. Um, But, like, if Winslow does end up playing, I think, or even if he doesn't, we still have to look at Butler and Bam uh, regardless. I mean, I know this game could potentially turn into a blowout, but Washington still seems to keep games close way more often than they don't here. And Butler at 8,100, this is probably a 60-point game here. Like, this price tag is way too cheap. I don't fully understand it, but Butler could absolutely smash here. And bam, it's in there at 7,500, way too cheap, potential 50-point game. You got to look at playing every single one of these Miami guys, especially if when is out here if Winslow does end up playing then 5500 is definitely too cheap for him I will be smashing him into my lineups too like this is just it's Washington on a back to back here like they match up great Bam's not going to be going up against uh, Thomas he's going to be going up against Wagner and he could absolutely destroy here like this is just the perfect spot for all these guys yes Uh, yes 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 and yes 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 um, you know, you worry a little bit about a, bla- a blowout on the second half of back-to-back traveling, going up against Miami, but Miami's in a great spot here. Washington pays at the fastest pace. They're the worst defensive team. Like Miami, Miami will probably be the team that I target the most in this slate. So, uh, we got Denver at Boston, two or three total here. Boston favored by three. Marcus Smart is questionable. Hayward is out. Did not see any news on anybody coming out of the Denver game. They're on a back-to-back. Um, is there anything that you like here for Denver? I mean, it is on a back-to-back, but it wasn't really like that strenuous of a back-to-back. They were blowing them out. I don't think anyone really played the fourth quarter here. Um, I'm probably not playing Joker. Like He did just put up 64 points, though, against this team. That was the last time he actually – had a good game. It was his last triple-double, and, like, I don't know, he was playing decent against the Knicks for the majority of the game, came close to a triple-double, probably would have had it if he ended up playing the fourth quarter. Uh, he just didn't end up playing the fourth quarter, and he only ended up with six points. I want to look at Joker, but, again, I'm probably just done with him for a long time. Murray and Barton would probably be the main two guys that I look at here. Obviously, they didn't have a great game tonight, but that's because this game was remotely close. Murray obviously has upside in any given matchup. This isn't an easy defensive matchup, but they're, they're price tags. They offer some upside no matter what the matchup is. I'm not overly excited about playing either of them, but they're both very much in play. Outside of them, potentially Millsap. Like, he was playing great before he didn't play the fourth because of the blowout. Like, he's been playing well in the 
last few months and has 40-point upside at 5,400. I don't hate it, even in a tough matchup. Yeah, I hate the fact that people played Monte Morris and he paid off. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you and me both. Oh, man. And, like, you knew if, if a game got into a blowout, which it really had a high probability of doing, like, he was going to pay off. But, man, he did he pay off ever. Um, I do not think that I would chase that for what it's worth. Um, outside of that, like, you know, like like you said, it is a back-to-back. I just – I don't like playing Jokic. I, I think the guy that, like, has some upside in this spot for me is, like, a Will Barton. But I do like Millsap's price. On the Boston side of things, you know, we really haven't seen much. But we did see Kemba last time out against Miami kind of take over the game a little bit more than we've seen in recent past. So, if Smart sits, I think Kemba is a guy that you're looking at here. Um, you know, Tatum's priced right kind of where he should be. And um, I still don't hate Jalen Brown. I talked about him last time out against Miami. If Marcus Smart sits, Jalen Brown's very much in play as well. Yeah, I don't mind any of these guys here. I'm just not overly excited about any of them. You're right. Kemba's probably my favorite. I think he offers the most upside. And Brown, I like his price tag, offers a lot of upside there. Could end up with a 45, 50-point game. Um, it's just not a great matchup for any of them. Going up against Denver, like I could see like one of them putting up a decent game. I think it was Brown that did it the last time that this team played. I think that Tatum and Walker both had pretty bad games, if I remember correctly. So uh, I think that was that the one where Kemba got injured? It might have been. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, Kemba, Brown, Tatum are all fine plays. They're just not like great plays in my opinion just because of the matchup. All right. Uh, moving on, we got Golden State at Chicago. Two, 12 and a half total here. Chicago favored by five in this game. You know, D'Angelo Russell expected to play outside of Curry and those guys. Like, Golden State should be good to go here outside of limiting, you know, Draymond Green. Um, and then on the Chicago side, Porter is still out. Uh, what are we looking at here on Golden State? No one. Like, Russell potentially for tournaments. Um, but – we don't know if he's going to get more than 25 minutes. We don't know what they're going to limit his minutes to. It wouldn't surprise me if they let him roll, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they take a Draymond Green approach to him. Draymond Green, I'm not using with his minutes restriction. With Russell back, I'm not really looking at um, Burks or Bowman or any of those guys. This is just a stay away for me. Yeah, until I see D'Angelo Russell play a lot of minutes, I'm just I, I struggle, but – Man, if he comes back and he plays full minutes here, like we saw when he came back the first time, he played 22 minutes and then played 34 minutes the next time out. So I I don't hate the idea of taking like tournament shots here because if he does end up playing like 35 minutes, he's just going to have a massive amount of usage. So um, I don't hate that. Outside of that, like with Draymond being limited, Pascal's price kind of right where it should be. Um, I, I just don't see much here. Like, you know, if Alec Burks or somebody moves to the bench, um, I, I don't hate, you know, him getting usage off the bench with a price decrease. So um, I was quickly trying to pull up who started the other night for Golden State uh, with Russell back, but um, could not multitask that fast enough. So, um, and then Looney being back too, obviously, like that changes things. But it looks like last time out um, – you know, Burks went back to the bench. So, Burks going to get a nice amount of usage with the bench room and, and still, you know, potentially finish games. So, um, do not mind Burks, but 
Yeah, I just there's not a lot that I like in this spot. I'm with you. Uh, Chicago is the worst rebounding – one of the worst rebounding teams in basketball. So, if you want to take a shot on Willie Cauley-Stein, I don't hate it. But, you know, the minutes are just all over the place. You can't really trust it. Um, what do you like here for Chicago? Levine. Um, Levine and Carter. Sadoransky. All three of those guys probably seem a little bit too low-priced for this type of matchup here. I mean, Levine could absolutely go for 60 points here. He's a fantastic play on this slate. We've seen him put up massive outings recently. Three, four games ago, 58. Six games ago, 60. And he's going up against one of the worst defensive teams in the entire NBA. Like, this is going to be a pace matchup. It's going to be a high-scoring matchup. And I expect Levine to be the main beneficiary of it. And then Carter, like, Golden State's just not great against bigs. Carter's had some decent outputs recently. While I don't like him as much as I like a lot of the other guys in the 6K range, he's not a bad play. Well, Sadoransky did get a price increase. This is still a decent spot here if he's going to be in 30 to 35 minutes. Then he could easily outdo his price tag and has outdone his price tag three of the last four games. Um, so, like, all three of those guys with Levine being an absolute just crush spot here. I really like him. Yeah, Levine, um, Sadoransky, like you said, don't hate those guys. Like, Markkanen, you know, it just – I wish he was just doing more. Can't really trust him right now. So, um, moving on, we got the Clippers at the Bucks, two thirty-two total in this one. Milwaukee's favored by three in this game. Um, Jamichael Green is questionable. Shamit is still out. Um, what are we looking at here on the Clippers? On the Clippers, I think Kawhi has a little bit of meat on his price tag there. Like even with Paul George in the offense. 8,400, there's definitely still some upside. I know those usage has gone down drastically. I know that they're not paying, playing him a ton of minutes. Um, but still, it doesn't really matter. Like this type of matchup here, we could potentially see him get a few extra minutes going up against Milwaukee. Fast-paced matchup, and yes, he may end up getting John Stephens. He may. Like they're a very good defensive team, but it's still an up-paced matchup. I could see this game being fairly high-scoring. So Kawhi, 8,400, I think that there is some upside at that price tag, even with George in the game outside of him. Probably not looking at George. Probably not looking at Lou Will. But Harold's a guy that I think could crush in this matchup here. Milwaukee struggles most against uh, big men. And Harold, 6,500. He can end up with a 50-point outing in any given matchup here. He'll probably end up with 30 to 35 minutes in a close game like this. And it's an up-paced matchup. I think that he's probably my favorite play on the Clippers, followed by Kawhi. Yeah, see, I like Kawhi and I don't mind George, but I really like Harrell and Williams. Like, I, I like those guys in games that I feel like they're going to be close games, and I feel like this is the best actual basketball game on the slate. So, you know, when we're looking at this game, I, I think, like, Lou makes a ton of sense. Harrell makes a ton of sense. Um, just getting a discount on those guys from Kawhi and, and, and Paul Paul George. So, um, I'm not going to touch any of these bench guys. Like, I, I just don't play these guys. Like, I know – Last time these two teams played, Patrick Beverly had a monster game. So, if you want to take shots on him in tournaments, feel free to. Um, but I don't think Paul George um, or I don't even think Kawhi played in the first game these two teams met. So, like, it was without Kawhi, without Paul George that, you know, Lou and, and Beverly had monster games the first time. But um, as far as the Milwaukee side goes, like, you know, this is a spot I, th- I feel like you play Giannis, right? Like, you know, I don't like to play Giannis, but when we get four quarters of Giannis, you know, he's a guy that could take 30 shots in a game, and he's a guy that can fill up the stat sheet. So it's hard not to like Giannis in this spot. Yeah, and he's getting a price decrease. I mean, it gets a tough defensive match here, but Giannis going all the way from 12-4 to 11-3 over the course of a week and a half, two weeks, 
Like his price tag is too cheap here. He should absolutely crush here. He's the main guy I'm looking at. Outside of him, I don't mind taking a shot on Middleton, but it's not a great spot for him. It's not a great stop, spot, spot for Bledsoe. Like, honestly, if you're going to stack up this game and you want to take an extra shot, Lopez would be the second guy that I would end up going with, and I'm not terribly excited about playing him at 5.2K. Like, he has some upside there, but still a guy that I just hate playing in every single matchup here. So it's Giannis for me if you're going to throw anyone from this game in here, and he's just way too underpriced. Yeah, outside of that, like, you know, outside of Giannis, I, I just really don't see much here. Like, I want to I wanna take shots in Brooke Lopez, but I really don't think that I'll do it. Um, Sacramento at San Antonio, no total in this one. Bagley is doubtful. Corey Joseph is questionable, and Fox is out, and Bogdan. Bogdan um, is questionable as well. You know, this is this is an interesting one. Oh, and LaMarcus Aldridge on the Spurs side, he's questionable because if Bogdan sits and we get news that Corey Joseph sits, like, it just becomes a who do we think? Like, is Yogi Ferrell going to play, like, 35 minutes in this game? Like, <laughs> I just don't see – I just don't see anybody else really playing a ton of minutes um, at, at point guard, like Trevor Ariza maybe. But, like, it's just – it will be interesting to see how this one plays out. Yeah, I know. If uh, Joseph is out then, yeah, I think we see a decent amount of – decent amount of playing time for Yogi there. Um, 3,600, he'll be a fantastic play on the slate and obviously start to become chalk. Uh, Buddy Hyde, I think, will get a little bit of an increase if – or gets a bit of an increase if Bogdanovich doesn't end up playing. So he could definitely crush his price tag of 70 from 600. Um, if Bogdanovich is out, then I know Harris or Harrison Barnes didn't do much last time, but I think that he at 5,600 has some upside at his price tag if Bogdanovich is out. If he isn't, then I'm probably not on him. Um, but yeah, it's, if Joseph's out, you play Yogi. Bogdanovich is out, you play Barnes, you play Buddy Hyde. Yeah, and. You know, I don't hate Rashawn Holmes um, at 6,800 if you're going more of a balanced build. Um, as far as the Spurs go, if LaMarcus Aldridge sits, um, you know, DeRozan becomes a guy that you could potentially look at here. Podol is a guy that, you know, played 41 minutes last time out against Houston. Sacramento uses big guys. Like, Podol would be a guy that, you know, ends up playing a ton here. But, you know, do you chase Lonnie Walker? <laughs> Just – Oh, man, one of the most tilting things ever. Yeah. yeah thanks, Bob Loden. Um Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not chasing Lonnie Walker. <laughs> you can. Just there might be enough uh, – might be enough, what's it called, uh, value on the slate where there's absolutely no need to. But, yeah, if LMA is out, then, like, you go with DeRozan, Potal. I'm not sure I want to pay 5-8 for him. Like, it seems like a bit too much. He had a ceiling game. It was against Houston. He got 41 minutes, went to overtime. I'm probably not chasing total at this price tag, even if LMA is out. It's probably just DeRozan for me here for the Spurs, which is interesting to say if LMA is out because you want to play other people. But everyone's just priced about where they should be. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe take a shot on Trey Lyles. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a 10-game slate. I don't know if we really end up playing these guys. So, last game on the slate, we got the Lakers and the Trailblazers. 
221 half total here. Lakers favored by three and a half. Um, Collins is still out. We don't really have an injury report as far as the Lakers go. Um, you know, Anthony Davis is expected to play. Kyle Kuzma is expected to play. Avery Bradley is expected to sit again. So, uh, what do you like here for the Lakers? James Davis. Pretty much it. I mean, it's pretty much who I want every single time. I mean, I just generally don't play Rondo. I know he put up a big outing last time. Um, do I think it'll happen again? Probably not. You can chase it if you want. I'm probably not going to. Howard not going there. JaVale, Danny Green, Caldwell Pope. Not, not, not really going anywhere. It's just James and Davis for me. It's a decent matchup versus Portland, so I'll probably have a moderate amount of ownership in both of them, but I think Giannis is a better play than either of them. Yeah, like – I just I, – I prefer Giannis as well. Um, Anthony Davis, I, I think I play Anthony Davis more than I play LeBron in this matchup. But, you know, I, I'm never going to talk you off of playing LeBron or Anthony Davis. Um, is this a spot like Carmelo Anthony puts up like 30 shots because he's playing his buddy LeBron? I mean, it's possible. I don't know if they entirely allow him here. I mean, Portland's still very much in the playoff race, only 20 games in the season, and they're – one game, two games out, whatever it is. And I know they've been terrible. Like, do I think that Carmelo ends up putting up a bunch of shots? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know if I'm chasing it at his price tag. Lillard is a little bit too cheap here at 8,500. I know they hasn't quite been the same since Melo got in there, but he did have a get right game last time. And he could end up doing the same here. I know that the Lakers aren't a, or are a very good defensive team here, but Dame, doesn't matter the matchup. He can still crush Whiteside. He's been getting minutes recently. I think he gets some minutes here. I think he's a guy you could potentially go with. But for me, it's probably just Lillard and Whiteside. Yeah, Lillard, Whiteside. I, I'm not going to lie. Or my deaf. You're deaf. Um, uh, there is no way that I'm not going to have um, exposure in this game to Carmelo. Like, no, no way I don't have exposure to Carmelo in this game. So, um, I really like the spot. I think that, you know, maybe he's a guy that ends up being a, a really low-owned tournament play. But, um, you know, I, I, I just – Damian Lillard is always in play in these types of games. He always seems to show up in these types of games. So, um, yeah. Um, anything I'm good, else? by the way. I can hear you now. Okay. My, my – my, Randomly, my speakers will change from one thing to another, and it won't tell me until 10 seconds later. But now I'm back. All right. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, got through those games a lot faster than I thought we were going to, but uh, I feel like we both kind of know what we're looking for on this slate. Uh, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. I should have been more prepared for this, but I was too busy with my headphones. I am going to go with... I mean, I guess it's so much of it depends on injuries. I mean, like, do I take a shot on any one of the guys that could end up playing? I don't know. Did you say 5K or less? Yep. Wagner. He's right at the 5K mark. All right. I'm going to take Ish Smith. Obviously, yeah. it's a risk not knowing if Isaiah Thomas is going to play or not, but I'll take a shot. Uh, give me your guy over 8K to under 5X. Who's your bust today? Probably Dame. 
Like, do I think he get, I think he, like all of them are kind of good options. Um, and then Joker's sitting there right at 8K, which kind of makes it tougher. So, yeah, I'm going with Dame. All right. Um, I'm going to go Bradley Beal. Tough matchup against Miami. I think the secondary pieces play better than Beal today. Uh, give me your favorite 6X play on the slate. I'm going to go with I'm going with Dinwiddie. I think he easily – or I think that he ends up with uh, 50 points here. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I was kind of leaning the same way, so give me a second here. Um, and go with one guy $100 cheaper than him. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, – man, I have a hard time not seeing Bam get 6X in this game. Yeah, I was going between Dinwiddie, Butler, and Bam. Uh, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um, why am I spacing on his name? Why am I entirely spacing on his name? I literally just had it a second ago. 3,700 Miami. Um, you want an off the board play? Why can't I remember his name? Big guy came over from Portland. I'm entirely spacing. Myers Leonard? Myers Leonard. Uh, I think there's a potential spot where he could get a little increase in playing time going up against Washington. He can crush it a point per minute basis. We've seen him do it a few times before. Like if you want a weird off the board play that we didn't even talk about, but that's a that's a that's a let's get weird spot there. All right, um, mine is Carmelo Anthony. Like I already said it. Like I think he's a guy that's going to put up a ton of shots in this game. Um, so that's, that's who I got today. Uh, give me your game selection, you know, question, which, which game selection are you looking at here on today's slate? I mean, uh, I think that fantasy draft has a decent sized pick and roll today. If now it's only 50 K it's still got that $2 double up that I just love being able to throw 90 entries in. Um, like, yes, there's a lot of people that are doing that, but it's entirely rake free just as all their contests are. And I like it makes me feel good about myself having an extra 90 entries in there, even though it's 180 bucks. There you go. Um, I'm going to go with the $20 buzzer beater three entry max tournament over there on DraftKings. Um, try to switch it up between, you know, single entry and three entry max tournaments. Really like this tournament over there. It pays, you know, 23 and a half percent of the field. Um, min cash is 1.5 X. The first place is going to get 2 K. So, a lot of upside and, you know, it pays out, like I said, 23.5%. So if you have gotten better at three entry max on the $5 tournaments, like, you know, I've talked about a lot recently, make sure you're, you know, testing out the waters here, maybe in the $20 and um, take advantage of that. So um, that's really it. Um, oh, give me your favorite over under on the slate. Um, I'm going with, I'm going with the over on the Spurs game. Over on San Antonio. All right. Um, I'm going to take – I'm going to take the over in the Milwaukee game. Highest total on the slate. I think that game's going over. I think that's going to be a monster game. So, um, any final thoughts before you get out of here? I got none. All right, it's going to wrap it up here for this week. Appreciate everybody listening. If you ever have any questions, make sure you feel free to reach out over there on Twitter at Stevie TPFL, at Genie for 07. 
He is Grant. I am Stevie. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday. See you, kids.